Hello there, it's Gareth here and welcome to this episode of 45 of the podcast. Well, let me just adjust that a bit loud. Um, I had these microphones set up a little bit different last week. Because I did a, in fact, if you listen to last week's, I did a interview. There were three of us on, me, John and uh, Grant. And uh, hey, it went down well. Got a lot of listens to that one. I think people like that styley. Um, but I'm back to myself today, so this will be the first solo podcast I've done for um, a couple of weeks now. So I thought I'd update you on a few things and share with you some thoughts today around getting into this new way of living with the COVID restrictions being removed. I don't know where you listen to this in the world, according to my stats, we've got people listening all over the place. So I don't know where you stand right now with uh, your COVID restrictions. Do you have any? Is your life back to normal? Um, certainly in the UK now, it is starting to change. Clearly the weather's getting better, spring's here, which is nice. And just watching the kind of town centre unfold again and, and, and reopen has been incredibly interesting <laughs> and uh, I was on Facebook yesterday because, you know, I'm recording this on Tuesday. It'll go up on Wednesday. But yesterday was the first day where pubs could open to sell alcohol outside. And this was fucking hilarious because you've literally got any outdoor space outside a pub now seems to have developed a, a marquee. And these marquees in some cases are small. And yesterday there was something on Facebook, which was there's a pub in, I believe it's in the Leeds area, so it's close to me, which has got a massive car park, and it's turned that car park into a, into a place to seat outside 300 people that can eat and drink. And I'm not saying they're stretching the rules slightly. Um, well, actually, I am, aren't I? Because I've got 300 people outside. So you can't go to a football match. You still can't do a lot of things, but you, 300 people can gather outside in a space. Now, I don't know how big, I don't know where this pub is or how big the car park is, but to surely to get 300 people in a place, socially distanced, following the rules and guidelines, you don't need a car park. You need something akin to a, I don't know, a runway of an airport. Maybe that's where it's at. Maybe it's at Leeds Bradford Airport. Maybe they've turned that into a, an outdoor drinking environment. And I have to say, yesterday there was the inevitable pictures appearing on Facebook and social media in general of people sat outside pubs. But it weren't warm. So they're all kind of really togged up. They've got these massive coats on under these big ears. And I just thought, how ridiculous people are. You know, is it that bad that you have to, you know, the first thing you, you did on, on this day of getting out of lockdown is you've got to go to the pub. Got to go. That's how that's how small your life has become, that the only thing you wanted to do on this day, Monday, and bear in mind a lot of people should have been working, uh, was to go to a pub. And then I put Snapchat on, and this is how me and my children communicate, my son and daughters are on Snapchat and instead of messing each other, how are you? Every morning we sell each other a snap. Um, if, you, if you've got Snapchat, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't got Snapchat, this will sound like um, um, gobbledygook to you. But it's it's how I communicate with my kids. And, and on Snapchat, you have something called Snapchat Stories, which is basically pictures of you doing stuff throughout the day so your followers, friends can, can see what you're up to. Um, so my son's working, he's doing some building somewhere, well, I think he was yesterday, these are the pictures of him uh, working on a roof somewhere, because he's got some job with like some labourer, or he's in his bed playing Fortnite or whatever he plays on his Xbox. My youngest daughter, uh, she generally sends always pictures from the bed, I think during this last 12 months she spent most of her time laid in bed on her phone, eating, um, 
it's shite, quite frankly. There's always some picture of her with a cake or a bun near her mouth. But my eldest child, my daughter, Helen, who was 20 last week, her Snapchat story yesterday, Snapchat, blah, 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 Snapchat story yesterday was taken up with the pictures of her outside something called the Headingley Taps, which is a Weatherspoons pub in Headingley, um, drinking with her mate. So, you know, there I was thinking, look at these mad people out there. Who would be stupid enough um, to spend the, the first day outside a pub freezing cold drinking? And um, boom, answer there, my daughter, my eldest daughter. She makes me proud. Um, she's a good kid. So um, I and her friends, I'm sure, had much fun and frivolity. But I think they have to order from an app. And there was a picture of her. She'd clearly got the app ordering wrong because instead of ordering the, the the one drink she wanted, this woman appeared with a tray of 12. Now, she says that's down to her um, app getting it wrong. But um, I, I, I sense there was maybe um, a little bit of management in that. So I don't know what them 12 drinks were, but 12 drinks of anything. I don't know how many people she was with, by the way. There was just pictures of her and one of her friends. Um, but let's assume there's two of them. That's that's at least six drinks apiece. Um, so I'm guessing she'll be waking up this morning with a bit of a headache. And uh, so that was it, the first day back. And it was strange because I didn't leave the house yesterday. And I won't say I didn't leave the house deliberately. Um, I went to the gym in the morning. So as well as people going back, so so there, we, there I am talking about people being mad going back. You know, the first thing you could do when it get opened up is go straight back to the pub. I was one of the lunatics yesterday that got up early and went to the gym. And this was quite a different experience to being there before because generally when I go, I mean, the gym I go to is a pure gym. It's in the, the Wakefield city centre. And it, I like it because it's relatively quiet and it's close to where I live. And I quite like the vibe in there in the morning. You know, they're always playing music and I go there quite early and it's it's kind of a nice way to start my day. It's right in the middle of a shopping centre. So you kind of look out when you're on some of the treadmills or some of the equipment and you can kind of see people going about the business, going to work, because they kind of pass through it to the bus station. Um, or, the, the you know, the, if you're there at different times there, you can see people shopping. Well, yesterday, the business... The, the, the gym was heaving. I mean, it just was. I mean, I've never known it's so busy. And they've got these little special stations where you can pick up like this, this like this is blue paper, like blue tissue paper, but you've got to spray it with some kind of um, COVID-killing um, chemical. And then you wipe your equipment down, your weights or your, your machine you're on, you wipe it down before you start, and then you do your workout on it, and then you wipe it down afterwards. And there's, there's people, you know, there's blue paper everywhere. The place stinks of dental. I mean, it says it's it's covid it smelled like dental, you know, that's what it smelled like. But it was nice to be there. But in true Gareth Boot style, I'd not been for a while. I thought, you know, what, I'm going to hit it hard today. So I did a, a, a kind of fairly strong workout. And two things that I noticed. Um, one is, I was so weak. I mean, literally, you know, the weights were picking up. It's In, in the gyms, especially the pure gyms, I've got these racks of weights that go from anything from 10 kilograms right up to, I think, 45 kilograms. Who picks up the 45-kilogram dumbbells? I have no idea, um, but that's one strong motherfucker because I, I literally I couldn't move them if I tried. But yesterday, I thought, you know, I'll start. I was going to do the 10s, but sadly, there's one thing about using the 10s is it always feels a little bit embarrassing picking a 10 up. So, you know, where do you, where's, where's no, where does embarrassment end? And it's okay in the start. Uh, for me yesterday, it was 15 kilograms. I picked up a 15 kilogram dumbbell. Um, that's what I picked up first. That quickly became a 12 kilogram dumbbell because quite frankly, um, it was too heavy, it was the 15. And, you know, I'm not saying I used to 
mess about with 15 kilogram dumbbells. If I'm completely honest, at home by myself, I always use 10s. Um, it's only at the gym I use the heavier ones because I don't want to look foolish. Um, but yesterday, I ended up on 12s and I did some reps and it felt hard. I had no strength, you know, and I, I kind of got to... When you're working out, you get to something called failure. So you might do your 10 reps of a, a particular weight or you go to failure. Well, yesterday, my failure on these 12 kilogram um, weights was, was about 10 reps anyway. So it was hard, hard work. A lot of people there... You know, some people doing the very best to sort of distance from you, other people not so much. But there's a couple of people going there that you notice on a regular basis, and some you notice for different reasons. There's a couple of people in there, and I mean, not just a particular version, not only male or female, there's some people there that have got some really good physiques. I mean, there's a bloke in there, and I mean, he's ripped. And there's a lass that's in there sometimes. And I think she's one of the trainers, actually, and she's got a great body on her. You know, she's really kind of toned. But there's always then the, the people that aren't so good. And there were some people in there yesterday that clearly not been to gym for a long, long time. Um, and that spent, from the look of them, they spent the most of the lockdown sat on a couch eating crisps. But, and they don't, they don't stand out. I respect them. You know, anybody who's there doing their best to get into shape, I respect. So, you know, you'll never get me shaming anybody for the way they look in the gym. I will shame people for not going to the gym because if you know you're out of shape and 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 in, in terrible fitness because you're not be bothered getting up and going to a gym and lifting some weights or going on a treadmill, well you deserve taking the piss out because quite frankly, um, you're a loser. I'm a bit judgmental there, but it's true. You know your health is your own responsibility. To take it anyway. Two kinds of people you notice in the gym. Back to that. So you notice people that are kind of ripped. Um, the other people you notice is people that make a lot of noise. Because the one thing that does happen in gyms, you get people that grunt or make funny noises. And there's a couple of people, there's actually three of them, there's two blokes and a woman going there, that are Eastern European. I'm not saying that because I have anything against Eastern Europeans. But there's two things about Eastern Europeans, but in Wakefield we live around a lot of them, that you do notice. Um, one is they tend to speak very loudly. You know, that's why you know the Eastern Europeans, because I can't understand the language. They're clearly from Eastern Europe. So they talk very loud. And secondly, they dress in some ridiculous fashions. If you kind of kind of imagine the fashion in the UK in the, like the 80s, you know, kind of bleached jeans and kind of sort of shoulder pads, that's an Eastern European-looking Wakefield. And these three came in yesterday doing the two things that I, as I say, I'd noticed the Eastern Europeans for. One is they were talking incredibly loud. I mean, just loud. And secondly, they were wearing some yoga gear. I mean, the, the guys were working, the guy was wearing, one of the guys was wearing skin-tight grey yoga pants and this kind of vest top. And he's got a top knot. And, you know, again, I don't like to judge people too much, but a top knot, please, come on. Um... I'm not going to get into top now. That's an old rant in itself. Listen, there they were making this noise, and but they they, they already they talk loud, but when they're working out, they grunt as well. They groan. There's like this kind of coming from all you can hear it all through the gym. And the thing is, after a while, you kind of get used to it. But when you first hear it, you think, "What the fuck's that?" You know, there's these these noises that are coming from these people. Unbelievable. And the lassie dresses there, and she's got these yoga pants on. But I don't know where she buys them, or whether this is a fashion somewhere. But normally yoga pants, you know, go to your waist. Some women wear them a little bit lower. Um, this woman wears them almost to the to underneath her breasts, 
you know, underneath her bosoms. These things go all the way up. Um, and she's she's got quite an unfortunate shape. She's quite hunched and she has got quite a funny shape about her. But she was making the noises. He was making the noises. And they were, they were at a machine. Now, again, I'm not a problem with people from other parts of the world coming to Wakefield and living and working here. That's fine. Um, but, you know, you should really follow the rules. And one of the rules is, you know, you should maybe understand some of the... I'm sure they understand the English language, but they clearly don't read it because there's big signs everywhere on the gym. Do not work out with anybody else. You can come to the gym with somebody from a, from your own household. That's perfectly fine. But don't work out. They've clearly not heard that or read that because they were stood there, three of them around one machine, and they were just taking it in turns to do the workout on it and grunt. So there were like different versions of grunting because like one of the guys has got this kind of quite a deep grunty groany voice the girl has a higher pitched grunt and a groan so kind of and then you've got this guy that that, that kind of just makes a lot of kind of blowout noises she'll go and it, it sounded like a, a really fucking bad rap band do you know what I mean it was like and uh, as I say, you know, this wouldn't have sounded particularly poor uh, or, or particularly at a place, it's kind of the backing track of something that Jay-Z was singing to. A bad Jay-Z, anyway. So the gym yesterday morning, I went back to it. So I can't say too much about the lunatics going back to the pubs because I was the lunatic went back to the gym. But I, I ache this morning, man. Oh, goodness me. And I knew I was going to ache. Because when I got back yesterday, uh, well, first again at the gym, this building, the Pure Gym, is upstairs. It's above um, the shopping centre. And it has an escalator. And that escalator, just like in a, in a store, it's quite a big escalator. It's not like a small one. It's like quite a long escalator. You can be on it for a good you know, 15, 20 seconds getting to the top. It's quite a big thing. And the last couple of times I've been there, going up it has been broken. You couldn't go up. You had to walk up it. But this time, going up and going down was broken. So going up, clearly no issue. Apart from one thing... I cannot step on the escalator without kind of stumbling. It's some, I don't know whether it's the lines on the escalator, because you know they're kind of interact, they're kind of interact, they're like long lines on an escalator. I don't know if it was that, but every time I step on it, I always stumble the first one, and I always feel a bit of a fool. But I got to the top, no problem, because I'm fresh, I walked in. Coming down, different story. That is when I knew I'd done too much with the leg press. Because coming down, I was staggering. Um, I put my arms on the not moving, but the sides of the escalator, you know, I had to hold on to them and they, they, my leg, my arms were feeling kind of jelly-like. And then I walked back home and it, it didn't get any easier. I thought, you know, I get easier as I walk home. No. So this morning I've woken up and I've clearly done too much because my legs ache, my arms ache. Um, I did have, you know, some semi-small intention, maybe even going to the gym today, and that will not be happening. But this is a long way of me saying, look, we're getting back to normal. It was nice to be in the gym with it open again. Coming back out, I got out, not before the shops had opened, but clearly shops were getting ready to open. And you could see people inside, you know, clearly getting ready to open that shop that day. So I don't know what it was like yesterday in the city centre itself with the shops open. But I do suspect that there have been queues at certain establishments. There's a Primark in Wakefield and I would have been shocked um, if there weren't um, a gaggle of people in there when the doors opened up. And that, again, watching the news yesterday was another slightly... Is it embarrassing? Yeah, it's embarrassing to me. You know, the fact that that's the that's the picture that was shown yesterday. People queuing up outside Primark. Because Primark don't have an online shop, so you couldn't shop there all the time it's being closed. So there were people queuing up to get into Primark's in the rain. And um, 
I looked at these on social media, like the, the comments underneath. Don't take the piss out of Primark, you know. If you've never been inside, you don't know how good it is. You know, this is great clothes. We've not been... And I just thought, dear me, come on. So all this stuff, we're opening up, getting back to normal. So it's got me thinking, to be honest, because now there is no excuse that we can't really do much because of lockdown, and now that's going to be disappearing. I've kind of got to find a way to uh, get back into some gainful employment or at least push my services uh, to a bigger audience. And that's really what I spent this last week or last couple of weeks doing. So I had the interview with John, which I did, and then John and Grant, the three of us together. So I've not really got a chance to tell you about what I've been up to, but what I have been up to is... Uh, re revisiting some of the things that I've wanted to do over the last probably 10 years, I will say. I've had different business ideas and different ways I wanted to take my kind of work. And I thought, you know what? Um, now the lockdown is ending, it's it's time to, um, to, to up the game. So I've started a new little business, or it's a new little old business. Um, if you've listened to my stuff, you'll have heard about Better 24-7 Hour. That's something that keep coming and going and that's not coming back by the way this is not my uh, that's not me um gonna in, sort of inform you now that better 27 is back on the table and it is not at the moment that is still as um as dead as a doornail um oh dead as prince philip oh we should talk about that i'll come back to prince philip but this um better 27 is not happening but one thing that I don't talk about enough, I don't push enough, and those that know me and have known me for a while will know something called, or they'll have heard of something called the care system. Now, I wrote a book, and I'm sure I've mentioned that, but this book was about a system I developed to overcome alcohol addiction. And, um, I ended up using it to overcome my alcohol addiction, but I also used it to do a few good things in my life, achieve some goals, overcome some challenges. So this is something that I've, I've had written now since about 2015. I think it published in 2016, so... I discovered in 2014, so it's certainly been around a while. And this idea, really, of of me working more with people in a kind of person development way, I've always struggled with it because I couldn't really think about the product exactly what it was without calling it coaching. I didn't want to call it coaching. Mentoring kind of worked a little bit. But over the last couple of weeks, I've really become aware of, I have this thing, this the care system, if you like, something that I delivered and discovered and wrote about and I decided to take that out I think it's it's it kind of ticks a lot of boxes for me because it's more about training and learning rather than about coaching and mentoring so the idea would be to kind of encourage people to look at my care system and share it with people so they can use it in their own life to overcome their own challenges and achieve their own goals and I and inevitably become the best version of themselves they can be, which has always been the focus of my work. So the care system is coming out. And as I record this, um, Tuesday, as I'm recording, like I say, this morning I pressed the button on my new website, not garethboo.com, that still stands, and that will still remain a place to share my podcast and do a bit of me blogging and just give people a bit of a kind of a, a flavour for me. But all my work now will predominantly be done at... Um, or primarily, predominantly, predominantly. Anyway, it'll be done at something called Care for Success, not the number four, Care for. So, careforsuccess.com. I've got that d- domain now. I've set that live with the website, and that will explain these programs, the care system programs I'm bringing out for individuals, for businesses, for schools. I'm even going to do one on alcohol recovery for people that need that particular. Um, bit of service in the life which uh, based on um, what i've just talked about here and pubs opening and people being there at, the, at midnight on the day they opened and um, i'm sure there are a few people that would like to uh, maybe 
take a look at how they use alcohol and maybe develop a different relationship with it. So care for success is going to be the new thing. I'm not going to be doing a lot of blogging on there. In fact, I'm going to be doing no blog. It's not about that. You know, I found a place for my writing, which is the gallathboot.com site. I'll write on there, and, I, and that gives me my chance to do blogging and, and practice that, which I do enjoy doing. But care for success is more about it's a product, it's a service, and it'll be promoted and sold as such. Um, it's on the social media. Everything's set up. Um, but I mean, the next step is to is to get that content out there and encourage people to sign up for the programs, which we're going to be done in um, in a kind of an event kind of scenario. So rather than me working one to one with people, it'll be people coming to events with other people and sharing and learning in groups. And I think it's got some potential. I won't say I'm excited about it because that makes it. I've been excited about many things that didn't come to anything. I feel very optimistic about this because it feels right. It almost feels like the work I've been doing over the last probably 10, 10 years or so has come together into, yeah, you've got the care system, so use it. Um, you could, you've got a program there. Almost The book itself you know, could be used as, as, the, as the main kind of work book, if you like, because the, the book's very self-explanatory. But it's also got me thinking about a couple of things, which is where this podcast goes is, is something I've been thinking about. So, before we go into that, let's talk about Prince Philip. Um, there's been a lot of... St- I mean, clearly Prince Philip died last week, and I have to say I was informed of it, as I'm informed by most news at the moment. I was informed of it. It comes up as a kind of a, a notification on my phone from the BBC website. And I have to say, I was I was genuinely upset. I, I, I was. I, I can't put it any other way. I'm not going to start... So if you're looking for me to start taking the piss out of this situation, that's not going to happen. Um, I have a great deal of time for the royal family. Um, I know people can have criticisms about, you know, do cost a lot of money and, you know, our taxes are paying for them. You know, and the people who say that are normally people that are unemployed and have got nothing better to do with the time. So quite frankly, our tax is paying for fuck all, mate. But what I will say about this is I always felt that as, as a country, the United Kingdom was stronger because of a monarchy. Um, I think it gives us a lot of history, which I'm a great fan of. It gives us a lot of kind of identity in a world, which some countries that don't have monarchies don't have. You know, I know people listen to this podcast from the United States of America, which does not have a monarchy, you know, and um, they always come in here to look at our stuff. They, you know, there's something about the monarchy which I find um, fascinating because they are, they are very much removed from how we live and it kind of... You know, we live, certainly, well, we live, I live, me and Sue, we live in Wakefield. And round us, there are lots of places that you'd class as kind of stately homes, the, you know, the, the gentry, the, the, the kind of, the, the, this place is like, there's, there's, we're not far away from uh, the castles and things. The monarchy is important to the, to the UK, I believe. And I think it's something we should keep for as long as we possibly can. Will it change now that Philip has died? Probably not. I think it will change when the Queen dies. And, and sadly, that that point, um, I suppose, with Prince Philip's demise, the, the sign of the, the, the thought of the Queen dying is something you start to think about. I think, yeah, you know, she's, she's older self. So there will come a point, and that point hopefully won't be for a while, but we will have no Queen, we'll have a new King, whether that'll be Charles, which it probably will be. But, but I think once we get through Charles into William and beyond, um, then, yes, the monarchy 
may change the way it does things and it might become a bit different. But something about Prince Philip, which I massively respected, was his ability to be completely and utterly unapologetically himself. Now, listen, I know he's probably said some things over the years that were not right. Um, and I'm not going to start getting into that fucking bandwagon. All I will say is he was old school. And the reason he's old school is because he was old. I mean, 99 years old. One of the big disappointments was he didn't get to 100 um, because I just wanted to do whether he'd get a telegram from him, his own missus. But I just kind of, I was kind of thought all the earlier this month about, you know, he's, you know, he's not so far to go now because you know, it's not a surprise, was it? It was not a surprise that he died because he was old, but it still came as a shock. And there was a sadness about it because behind the kind of pictures that people may paint him as being a bit of a kind of a, you know, somebody who doesn't know how to say things properly might, you know, might say things that are kind of, you know, not politically correct. And and this kind of um, image of a, a very belligerent at times, you know, authoritarian, you know, kind of almost like a, a character, really. This was a man that was obviously been married to his wife for 73 years. The Queen, you know, 73 years to be married. I mean, that's a big deal anyway. Never mind anything else you might achieve in life. If you've managed to stay married to one person for 70 odd years, I mean, that that's a big deal but also he's a, a dad you know to, to to the charles edward andrew and uh what's the lassie called princess anne there you go anne and the grandchildren i'm not gonna start quoting them because there's a lot of them and, and as far as great grandchildren, there's a lot of them as well but i started to see this as something else it wasn't the death of prince philip it was the death of a, a man and Through this lockdown, many people have lost many people. That's a fact. And it's it's it got me thinking about how somebody like Philip, his, his death was all over the news. Um, but for some people, they pass away and nobody knows about them, nobody cares. And there was a bit of sadness around that for me, not over just Philip's death, but this this sadness of some people live lives that are very small. Um, and there's anything wrong with that, I suppose. Maybe not, but anyway... When he died, I was a bit, I was, I was not shocked, but it did come as a bit of a kind of surprise. Um, I was, no, I wasn't surprised. It came as, a, it, well, I wasn't surprised, but it did come as a shock. I suppose that, that's how I'm trying to put it. And I just, I felt for it that I felt, you know, the, the, it brought this whole kind of idea that, you know, I suppose my own mortality, you know, he's been around all my life as he would be because he's 99 and I'm only 50. But it was the end of an era. And I just wanted to kind of mention it in this podcast because, firstly, in years to come, we'll probably forget when and where he died. Um, but we'll remember this COVID for a number of things, you know, things that have happened within our country, people that have passed away. And one of them happened to be Prince Philip. Now, they did say he didn't die of COVID, and I'm sure that's not the case. But clearly, you know, he wasn't well and um He'll be at peace now, is what people are saying. But to watch what people are saying about him and saying, you no, know, he was a waste of time, you know, one person were putting things like, who cares, you know. It doesn't Social media is just so good at being bad. And I found it quite unpalatable to watch some of the comments because all I thought was, he served our country, the monarchy I believe in, he served our country well, he's, he's been a, a great servant to not just our country, but the Queen in throughout all his, his adult life. And we should respect him for that. So even if we don't agree with some of the things he stood for or that he might have said, we should at least respect him for the service he gave. So um, there you go, Philip. Uh, we're going to put this podcast on Wednesday. They are burying him on uh, Saturday. And, um, you know, may you rest in peace. Anyway, enough about Prince Philip. Um, back on to other stuff. So I've talked to you about this um, 
thing about care for success. The reason I say it is I'm questioning where the podcast fits in. Where does the podcast, where does the Gareth Boot podcast come come into this? I've played with this podcast now for a while. And last week's one with Grant and John was my favourite by far. Um, I, I have listened to it back and I don't often do that. I don't often listen to a, an, an episode completely because I tend to record them, put them up. And I've always done that because I think when you start listening to stuff you've recorded, you can become critical. Then you start wanting to record it again or edit it, and, and you lose something. You lose the flow. Like this one this morning, this will not. I won't listen to this one back. Uh, I'll record it, press stop, top and tail it with an intro and an outro, and upload it. I won't listen to it back. But that one I did, and I enjoyed doing it. And the reason, and that's the reason I listened to it back. I thought, I wonder what it sounded like, because I really, really enjoyed it. Not that I don't disenjoy doing other podcasts like this. I'm enjoying this this morning. But that one felt really good. And it got me thinking about something I've, I want, I have a desire to um, do some element of kind of fun po- comedy podcast. Not that I think I'm some comedian, um, more because I think it's just nice to have that chit chat with people. So although I enjoyed the one with John and with Grant, I kind of started to think that some of the podcasts now on this are sort of drifting away from person development as such they're not are they really you know they're becoming more about chit chats and is there value in that for me is there a value in that for what i want to do with care for success not sure but i want to start to kind of get back to knowing what this podcast is about and i think i'm just going to leave it as this it's just it's just a chit chat i'll I'll get people on we'll talk about if we can bring person development into it we will but I don't want to make it just about that because I think that that's when you start struggling for content and you start struggling with, you know, the way to present it almost. This idea of me talking about what went on that week, trying to weave some personal development into it, I think is is the way it's going to continue. But I do want a, a comedy one. I think the idea of interviewing people and chit-chatting about life, does that serve a purpose in it? So I suppose I'm asking you, the audience, I mean, that's what I want to know is, do you, do you think the current way the, the podcast works, which is kind of an eclectic mix of everything, does that work? Um, so listen, I do know I've got some regular listeners. I would really appreciate you letting me know because it's something, if you like your way it's currently set up and you don't think it needs changing in any shape, way, way, shape or fashion, just let me know that. And you can do that. Just go to garethbook.com and drop me a message through the, the, the contact me session. I really would like your feedback. I'd value it. Because if you do like the comedy stuff and you want more of that, um, this is not this particular platform is not for it. We're up to, what is it now, 45 episodes. I'm, I'm quickly wanting to get to 50 because I think then we're going to start season two. And hopefully on season two, we can kind of, by that time, I'll have had some feedback from people and I can make a decision as to what season two looks like, whether it's more kind of chit-chatty with more people on, whether it's more me talking about what I did the week, or whether it's me doing more about the, you know, being specific about a person development thing. Um, I'm not sure I'm doing a podcast yet for Care for Success. I don't want to have that um, commitment. And that's, I've not done a blog on there. There'll be a new section on that page. If you were to... If you go to carefsuccess.com, you'll see it. I'll put bits of news on there, maybe when we've got new events coming up or when something sort of significant happens. But I don't want to have to be bogged down with blogging and creating contact for that. That is about delivering a program. So that's it. Anybody that's listened to this, that's one of my regular listeners, just give me some feedback. Do you think it works how it currently is? Or does it need a bit of adjustment? Um, And I suppose, would you 
would you would you um, commit to listening to us? Commit to what you commit to what you do. You uh, would you subscribe to a, a a more comedic podcast if I did that away from this? Something a little bit more kind of funny and comical, and and try to make something of that because I have got an idea. I'm not going to share it with you today, but I am building something. A little bit of fun I'm having somewhere, which is developed into something quite quickly um i'm not going to tell you more about it i'll say i've got something at the moment i'm trying it's a little bit of fun um it's a bit of a piss take um, i'm doing it under a different guise and in a different way but that could well develop into a podcast i'm i'm almost certain it will um if it continues to um, gather the amount of um, followers it's getting at the moment on the facebook page um it definitely will become it and it may well have a, a kind of a, a comedy, some kind of comedy journal or blog attached to it as well. But as far as this this one's concerned, Gareth Boo, are we happy with, are you, the listeners, happy with how it's going? Do you like what we're doing? Do you like how it kind of mixes things about eclectically? Or would you like a bit more kind of direction focus on, yes, it's just about personal development, or yes, it's just about my week. What would it be? And if I'm honest, I don't hear it's just about my week uh, because um, I'm not, <laughs> uh, I'm under no illusion you know, that there is limited worth in knowing what some middle-aged guy from Yorkshire did every week. You know, I ain't no influencer. I don't want to be, intend to be, or ever. So, look, it's do you want more personal development stuff? Do you want more kind of interview stuff? Or can we just keep it as it is and mix and match? Let me know, gathboot.com, contact me. So that's it, really. I'm trying to think of anything else in the last two weeks of any significance. Well, I mentioned my daughter became 20. My youngest child became 17 on Sunday. So our Emily was 17. She can now drive. And um, that was exciting, really seeing her. Well, exciting in a way. I, it was. It, it's strange. That's not the word. Excitement's wrong. Strange. It feels strange now that all my children are very much adult, you know, because my son, he'll be 18 um, later on this year. My daughter's now 20. My youngest is 17. So once in another 12 months from now, they'll all be technically adults, you know, they'll be 18, but I still class them as adults anyway. And in some ways, I always see them as my babies, but they're not babies anymore. So my daughter was 17. I, I saw her and it was nice to have a little bit of time with her before her birthday. And what else has been going on that I can tell you about? What's Sue been up to? Oh, we, we haven't been doing much walking, I have to say that. You know, we, we had a week, week off walking this week. But we we still went to Meltham. We ended up going and, and spending... Uh, we had lunch with Rianne, so Rianne normally listens to this. Um, hello, Rianne. How are you? It was very good pie. It is a lentil pie, very delicious. Followed by a, a very um, a very strange, but very Rianne-like dessert of um, vegan ice cream, tomatoes, and Jaffa cakes. But not just normal Jaffa cakes. Strawberry-flavoured Jaffa cakes. So the reason I mentioned that is if you listen to the last podcast, there was talk on there about pod, uh, about um, how Grant, his favourite biscuit was, the Jaffa Cake. Well, let me tell you, these cherry ones are like Jaffa Cakes on steroids. And they've also got a <laughs> passion fruit filling version one as well. So if you are a fan of the Jaffa Cake, try the uh, new limited edition versions of them because they are quite tasty. So... We didn't go walking, but went up to Rianne's and, and, and had a bit of lunch. And that was nice. It was nice to actually have a week off. I think in the back of my own mind, I've had it on my mind that I didn't want to do walk this weekend because I knew I'd got the gym coming yesterday and I didn't want to kind of um, tie myself out. But we will be walking again shortly. We have got a walk planned this year, which is a reasonably big one. We're doing the, the Yorkshire Three Peaks at some time in June. And that is when we're actually going to take Rianne on that. Rianne's going to join me and Sue doing the three peaks. She's never done the three peaks before. And this is a big deal for her. 
because it will be kind of the, it will show how far she's come with her walking. Um, and even John, you know, I always mention John on my podcast. Hey, John, and you're sure you'll be listening. John was out walking yesterday without me. I felt like he was being a bit unfaithful. Normally John walks with me all by himself. Sometimes with his kids, but I, I'll give him that, but he was walking out with somebody else. So, you know, I think John might be getting to walking, which would be a wonderful thing, because I would like to get John on some bigger hills. I really would. There, John, you've been told that's my plan, to get you on some bigger hills before long. Right, well, there you go. That was um, episode 45, and um, hope you enjoyed it. I will be back next Wednesday with episode 46. So until then... Be sensible out there if you're coming out of lockdown, you know, don't be doing out daft, you know, still keep your mask on, wash your hands, do all that kind of stuff because we want to get out of this properly now. Um, so do whatever you're doing, enjoy it. Until the next podcast, take care.